This is IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. This podcast is powered by the Indiana Municipal Power Agency. Since 1983, IMPA has provided 61 municipal utilities in Indiana and Ohio with low-cost, reliable, and environmentally responsible power. I'm Lee Llewellyn. So we're talking today with Lindsay Malici. Some of you may remember her as uh, Lindsay Beckman uh, when she was, uh, I mean, a, a variety of different capacities. But, but when I first met Lindsay, she was at the Morgan County Economic Development Corporation. Uh, she's now an economic development specialist with the Indiana District Office of the U.S. Small Business Administration. And as a way of helping to explain services that the U.S. Small Business Administration offers, um, we're going to talk uh, for the, this podcast and, and two subsequent podcasts um, in a way of thinking about the services as uh, services that help someone start a business, uh, services that help someone grow a business, and services that uh, help them expand a business. So start, grow, expand are really the themes that we're going to focus on. And uh, this podcast for IEDA members um, we think it's important that as uh, economic developers are perhaps doing their business and retention visits, um, that as they're working in the community, as they're visiting with businesses, um, it would be helpful for them to understand what the Small Business Administration can do, um, how uh, economic developers can connect them in with the SBA, uh, especially when we're getting into the growing and expanding but as economic developers are working in their communities, um, another strategy is to help those uh, businesses, those people who are trying to start a business. So that's where we're going to start today with this particular podcast. Uh, so for part one, we're going to be talking about SBA programs that can assist startup companies. And Lindsay, now I've done all this talking. Thank you for being here and helping uh, guide us through all of this. Oh, my pleasure. So uh, let's start and make sure that we're, we're providing some context. Um, so give just a brief description of, of what is the U.S. Small Business Administration. Sure. The Small Business Administration, or the SBA, was created in 1953 as an independent agency of the federal government. And our mission, kind of, is to assist, counsel, aid, and protect the interests of small businesses in the United States. Uh, we believe small businesses play a significant role in the growth of our country. Um, we have field offices all over the country, and our Indiana district office covers the entire state. So uh, I, I know from working with the SBA, <coughs> excuse me, working with the SBA in the past, how, how the SBA defines small business and how uh, others of us might define small business. There, there's, there, so give us a minute and talk about you know, how does the SBA define small business? Uh, what do you think most people would say, Lee, if they got this question? Oh, what I, is a small business? I, uh, well, when I was with the Indianapolis Chamber, we always thought of it as probably 100 employees or less. I love it. Um, pretty much every time we're speaking, we ask the audience what they think is a small business, and we get responses all over the board from one to two people, up to 50 people, 100 people. And uh, the reality is that it's actually much higher. Um, 
rule of thumb that a lot of people think of when they think of SBA programs and small businesses is 500 employees or less. And that is true for some of our programs, like our scientific research programs um, and our advocacy efforts. But uh, for our loan programs, for our contracting programs, for most of the SBA programs, it can actually vary quite significantly depending on the industry. And it's based on the industry, the NAICS code, the industry classification. Um, and it's based either on the employee count or the annual revenue. So I can give you a couple examples. Sure. Uh, most farming, for example, uh, would be based on annual revenue of $750,000 or less. Uh, for PR agencies, $15 million or less annual revenue, and they are still considered a small business. Uh, kidney dialysis centers, $38.5 million in annual revenue. Uh, it can also be based on the employee size for some industries. Most wholesale, you're looking at 100 employees or less, uh, while car dealers would be 200 employees or less. Ice cream manufacturing can go up to 1,000 employees and still be considered a small business. So, so again, we're putting the, keeping this in the context of, of, of our local economic development professionals. So if they're working with a company uh, or they're meeting with a company, what would the rule of thumb be if, uh, so where would be the absolute cutoff if I'm talking to a company to know that it would not apply? Bottom line is if they're not a really large company or maybe a tier one supplier, they're probably a small business. 99.4% okay. of Indiana businesses are considered small, over 500,000 businesses just in Indiana considered small yeah. businesses. So to keep it simple, they're probably a small business unless they're a big business. There's not really a lot of middle ground. Okay. All right. So I think that's helpful. So I guess the bottom line would be if, if in doubt, ask. Yes. Um, that is something our office can help determine, or there is a size standards tool on our website at sba.gov. Okay. So let's, let's delve then into the starting a business uh, services. So, you know, and this is something I think we're starting to see um, more of the economic development organizations starting to get a little bit more engaged at the community level and working with entrepreneurs, working with people who are trying to start businesses. Um, so w what kinds of things should, uh, again, from an economic development standpoint, what would be some opportunities that would fit within uh, what the Small Business Administration does? Well, we get a lot of calls and people coming up to us um, at events for companies who are really in that uh, ideas stage, really true startup companies um, who are just not sure where to start. Um, Oftentimes they'll want to know about things like business grants, which hint, hint, there really aren't any unless you're involved in some kind of scientific research and development or exporting. Um, but they might have heard about SBA-backed loans and want to jump right into the funding conversation, which is part of the startup process, but there are some initial steps before that uh, can occur. So uh, there are a lot of online resources available uh, in our business guide on our website at sba.gov. There you'll find a tool with 10 steps to start your business. You'll find business plan templates, online courses. Um, so for a true startup company who's still in that ideas stage, uh, that is where I would first direct them. And I think we're going to go through some topics here for startups. Well, yeah, so, so when I was looking at your materials, um, you know, we were talking about, uh, or you at least listed some of those 
topics or some of the things that someone who is thinking about starting a business uh, should be focused on and and anybody who has spent any time sort of dealing with small business people yes that it they want to get right to the sort of end point but you talked about at least in some of the materials that you shared with me uh, topics like so how do we research the business idea itself mm -hmm. um, you know there are oftentimes people sort of roll their eyes when you say well you need a business plan no I just want to get started well so what's the importance of doing a business plan then also you made that reference uh, there there there's always this misconception that somewhere out there when I want to start a business somewhere there's free money and all I have to do is ask there and I think there's even you know sometimes you'll see you know these web stories that you know if you just know who to ask there's free money for your business yeah and the guy who comes on the commercials on late night TV and the suit with the dollar signs all over it you know they're not a lot of free money out there to be honest I'd be very careful when uh, you're looking at that if by chance there are local uh, grant opportunities available that's something that a business could work with their local economic development official on researching so going back through and going back through some of those points the researching the business idea uh, mm -hmm. the business plan funding plan even determining, you know, I think people um, sometimes may be starting from scratch. They may be buying an existing business uh, or, or even buying into a franchise. So kind of going down through some of those topics, where does the, the Small Business Administration weigh in with, with assistance on some of those things? Well, I think the first and most important step is to conduct your market research. You, uh, a business should conduct market research to tell them if there is, in fact, an opportunity to turn their idea into a successful business. And uh, be by becoming a client of our SBA resource partners, so that would be the Indiana Small Business Development Center Network, the SCORE mentors, and the Women's Business Centers, uh, they have access to some pretty powerful research tools uh, that would normally cost hundreds of dollars. And so if somebody wants to open a flower shop, they can look very closely how many flower shops are within a certain radius, things like that. So for something like that, I mean, it seems to me then you, you would be looking for how many flower shops, but, but what? So things like population, you know, uh, uh, would there be access? How many people are there? What's the what's the uh, per, per capita income? I mean, do people all have those high level data points? Yes, and it can be localized to the business's uh, location or where they're looking at locating. So, so you raised that question. So you you brought up the the score chapters. You brought up the small business development centers. Um, are those the sort of the first access points for a lot of this stuff? Yes, um, and when we do get those calls and people coming up to us who are, like I said, in that ideas stage, a lot of times we will refer them to our online business guide and learning center at sba.gov and to our resource partners because we provide funding and support for them to do free one-on-one -on -one business counseling. Free as in the sense that it's taxpayer funded already, so you might as well get a return on your tax dollars and become a client you can work with one or all three of them 
So hopefully people know how to access their, their local small business, and those are regional uh, development centers. They're, mm -hmm. they're regional at this point, and actually they're now administered through uh, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, right? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. They so that's something that I think we can make access uh, we can make access to probably through through our website. So uh, how so that's the business idea. So how about when it comes time to put a business plan together? Right. Well, well, if funding is a necessity, especially before any lender is going to consider giving you a loan, they're going to want to see your business plan and financial projections. Uh, so we do have a template in our online business guide at sba.gov, and that's also something our resource partners can assist with. That is something that um, I've had many lenders tell me is a big value add for them, is having the Small Business Administration resource partners available to work with companies on their business plan and financial projections now they won't write the business plan for the business but they will guide them and provide feedback along the way so is there access to a, a template uh, that, that walks through at least the, the basic core questions? Yes, and um, it's available in our business guide at sba.gov, and you'll see the differences between a traditional or a lean business plan and some steps and a template on some examples even on uh, different styles of business plans. And so it's a great starting point that the business can look at, get started on their business plan, take it to the resource partners to help them kind of fine tune it before they uh, take it to the bank. And, you know, aside from the financial side of it, as a prudent business owner, it's just good practice to have a roadmap uh, you can follow and refer back to. It's not set in stone. You can fine tune it over time, but to help keep the business on track. But I'm guessing, too, that part of that, uh, when you're looking at funding, when you're going to a bank, you're looking for that. And, and I think the other part of that is that sometimes banks are not always the first stop for funding uh, a business plan. Um, I mean, they used to talk about uh, friends, family, and fools um, <laughs> as, as being that. But no matter where you're going, being able to demonstrate that you have put thought into the process that you have asked those mm -hmm. questions um, it's not and and again you know this was my experience when, when I was with the Indianapolis Chamber you'd get somebody who got up in the morning and decided they just really didn't want to go to work that day and so they wanted to be their own boss and and those were the people you know that was always hard to talk to so I think the business plan is part of communicating that it's that you've thought about it that you've worked through those processes and and that you do have uh, you do have a, some level of planning thinking uh, projecting about you know what the what you're going to do exactly Lee and you mentioned some other options aside from loans um, you know other things that small businesses can consider include uh, bootstrapping or self-funding but if we're not in the position to do that um, there are the loans and from the SBA perspective we don't provide direct loans but we guarantee loans so a small business would work with their business banker or use our lender match tool at sba.gov to uh, be matched with potential lenders for their project um, there's also investment options, crowdfunding options um, for the scientific research and development. I mentioned the grants there, competitive grants specifically for that. So there are options aside from credit cards and traditional loans. So, but what's the value? And I think, because I don't think people understand, 
uh, the, of that uh, loan guarantee that comes from the SBA. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? I mean, that. I mean, I think the first time that I heard that, I thought, well, that really isn't very helpful. But why? Why is that helpful for both the the lender and for the the business person? Uh, so. In order to kind of get into the realm of consideration for an SBA loan guarantee, um, the business will have needed to examine other options. They will have needed to invest some of their own equity into the business, show that they have looked at other financing options. But for some small businesses, it can just be hard to qualify for traditional financing. Maybe they don't have the cash flow. Maybe they have past credit issues, um, which still come into the entire picture. But with an SBA federal government guarantee, that takes away some of the risk from the lender. And so by having a lower risk, the lender is more willing to extend that credit. And because of the guarantee that small businesses may qualify for better terms, um, better life of the loan, things like that. So again, you know, we're, we're talking to intermediaries here uh, for, for, for the economic development professionals. Most of them are not going to be in a position where they're thinking about starting a business, but they're going to be, again, I think as we're starting to, to look at a much more sophisticated economic development model in a lot of communities, the economic developers are thinking about, you know, how do we support that entrepreneurial class? How do we start things locally? Because if it starts locally, you've got a better chance of it growing and staying there. So, so what's the message to those economic developers in a community about you know the value of this and and again how how they can be working with uh, either the small business development center uh, contacting you through the sba but really creating an environment within their community that helps to to foster that sense that starting a business is a possible dream well i would just like to say to the economic developers that they can come at this from different angles and uh, whether or not they start with a resource partner, the SBDC score or Women's Business Center, or whether they come straight to SBA, the door is open and so they don't need to feel like they need to know where to plug in every particular uh, place into the right person because we're all available and we, uh, you know, SBDC score and Women's Business Centers do act as an important feeder and helping small businesses prepare when they start getting into the funding conversation. So really, um, either way they go is fine. So for for economic developers who are thinking about um, trying to, to foster an environment of uh, entrepreneurship or encouraging people in their communities to start up, how, how would you respond to and how would you work with them for, from either the Indiana District Office or through the Small Business Development Centers? Uh, how can they get started? Well, I would like our economic development friends to know that no matter where a startup is in the process, whether they are looking uh, for the research or the business plan component, whether they are looking for funding, and I did forget to mention that SBA loans um, backed 942 startups last fiscal year, which accounted for more than half of our 
portfolio and, and there were 97 microloans, but uh, I digress. Or whether a company is considering or not, whether starting from scratch or maybe buying an existing business or franchise. Wherever they are in that startup process, um, our resource partners, the Small Business Development Center, SCORE, and Women's Business Centers are regionally based and they can often travel to a convenient location for that one-on-one -on -one counseling to help startups through the process and our, whether it's funding options available through SBA, loan guarantees, investments, scientific research grants. Uh, we can also help them open the door to government contracting, which we'll get into in another segment, I believe. Uh, we are very willing to collaborate with the communities to bring our resources to the entrepreneurs. Uh, we can do local workshops on a variety of these business topics and just anything we can do to help businesses connect the dots. We're very willing also to sit down with our economic development partners to kind of take a look and see um, what SBA loan or contracting activity has occurred in their area so we have a little bit of a baseline uh, to build on. Um, and anytime there's a any project-specific assistance that we can provide, just please know that the door is open. So is there any one last message uh, for, for again, economic developers that we've left kind of off the table. Uh, one last message that you would like to get to them just in terms of working with uh, people in their communities that are looking to start a business. Um, I think if our economic development partners can just let their companies know that there are local, state, and federal resources available to help them along the way. Um, obviously, most economic developers at the local level are already going to know about uh, you know, tax incentives and tax increment financing. Um, anything in general a community can do to re reduce the burden to starting up a business, um, you know, if it's done in a responsible way. Um, we've seen a lot of co-working spaces popping up all over, and so that's really exciting to see those uh, resources uh, for those early stage companies, and we're trying to collaborate as much as we can with those types of um, environments. Um, so I, I think just bottom line, let them know that there are resources available. Lindsay, I appreciate uh, your time today. So we've been talking to uh, Lindsay Malici, uh, economic Development Specialist with the Indiana District Office of the U.S. Small Business Administration. And for this episode, we've been talking about services for startups. This has been IEDA In Your Ear, the podcast for members of the Indiana Economic Development Association. This podcast was powered by the Indiana Municipal Power Agency. Since 1983, IMPA has provided 61 municipal utilities in Indiana and Ohio with low-cost, reliable, and environmentally responsible power. Learn more about IMPA by visiting their website at impa.com and be sure to follow them on social media to stay in the know. This podcast is copyrighted 2019 by the Indiana Economic Development Association, which retains all rights to the content.